sugar-coat life's already a bumpy road Too much shelter causes pain, let's just be real honest Things are gonna knock you down, avoidance will not help you out Let's talk it through, here, keep it real honest Hello, everyone. Happy Wednesday or whatever day you're listening to this. Welcome back to the podcast. Um, I feel like last week was very sad and kind of a downer. Um, So today I thought it would be fun to break down one of the songs that I wrote in the last month. For those that don't know, I've been writing music since high school and I probably wrote like 30 to 40 songs in the course of the four years of high school, but they were not good. I mean, looking back of all of the songs that I wrote in high school, there are songs that I hate and songs that I can tolerate, but none that I like. And then my freshman year of college, I went to Belmont, which is a music school in Nashville. And I lost my passion for songwriting because in high school, none of my friends wrote music and they were all really into the music that I wrote. So it was cool because they would constantly be like, have you written a new song? Like, is there something for us to hear? Like whenever we had sleepovers, like I would play stuff for them and they'd give me feedback. And of course it was always about whatever boy I was dating. So that was like a fun (laughs) extra thing. And in college at Belmont, it was very like, oh, you wrote a song? Cool. Well, I just wrote an EP and the kid across the hall just left the recording studio because he has a real album that's like being produced and released to the world and stuff. And it just was so overwhelming and like so competitive that I just like lost my passion for it. Also, I was severely depressed in college. So when I transferred schools and I started studying film instead of music, I just like completely got out of it. Um, And I've written some stuff here and there since then, but I haven't completed anything. I more have like a million voice notes on my phone of like random ideas and random melodies that come to me, but I have not like fully, I have not fully written, recorded, and produced a complete song since my senior year of high school until two months ago. (laughs) Sorry. Like the people that know this story are just like, you're such a hot mess, which I am, but whatever. Um, so <laughs> let me stop laughing at myself. You guys like don't think this is funny. Um, for those who don't know, the boy that I love <laughs> a few months ago brought a hoe to a place that I was at. So I had to watch him go on a date and it really upset me. So... <laughs> I went home and I wrote an angry song about it and then I sent it to him and we had a deep life talk about it and the whole experience was so fulfilling and cathartic to me that I did it five more times. (laughs) And if you've been to the Eras tour, like Taylor has this little segment where she gives a speech and she talks about like when she got addicted to writing down her feelings, processing them in a song, and then sending it to us and being like, do you like it? What do you think? And like, it's just so 
overwhelming and addicting for us to be like, we, we love it. And she's like, do you understand it? Like, do you feel the same way? And we're like, yes, we do. Like, and it's just this, this thing that we like all share together. Um, and I know like thousand percent exactly what she means (laughs) because there's something about like being able to put my feelings into a song. Like that's one thing that's like half of it. And, but then getting to like share it, especially with the person that like it's about is just, I mean, it it wasn't amazing on his end, but it was amazing on my end. Um, I've written a lot of guys letters, like over the years, I've written many a letter to many a man and I have received a letter from one man, but that's a different story that we won't discuss today. But the ones that I have written letters to, only one of them ever wrote me back. Well, he didn't write me back. He knocked on my door and gave me like a verbal rebuttal to everything I had said in my letter. But that was because he was my neighbor. So he was going to run into me regardless. But all of the other men that I have written letters to, none of them have ever responded. And it really upsets me because usually when I, when I write it, when I send a guy a letter, it's usually like I wrote him a letter in my journal, like for myself to process my feelings. And then I waited a few days or weeks and I didn't feel better. (laughs) Like journaling wasn't enough. I had to tell them my thoughts. So then I send it to them and then I feel better having said all that I needed to say. And then I'm like, okay, this is over. We're never going to speak again. But the piece of like getting the feedback is something that I've always wanted that I've never gotten. So like this experience of like sending him the songs and him like reacting to them has been my favorite part of this summer. Thank you so much because he hates it. (laughs) But I appreciate you so much. The other Taylor Swift comparison I'm going to make is also kind of a disclaimer to this activity that we're doing, um, which is there's these old interviews of her that are circulating on TikTok and Instagram reels and whatever, where people ask her about like writing songs about guys that she's dated. And she talks about how like she's a songwriter. If you date her, like, yeah, she's going to write a song about it. And she also has said that that's part of the process is like making sure that the lyrics are so specific that when the guy hears the song, like there's absolutely no mistake. Like he knows a thousand percent like that it is about him. So I say that just to say, even though I'm going to go through the lyrics and like explain some stuff to you guys, like there are things that are gonna like mean something to him that are not gonna mean anything to you that I'm not gonna get into because that's on purpose because ultimately like it's for me and it's for him also I'm not gonna play you the angry song (laughs) I might one day in the future but that's not what we are doing today Today, I'm going to play you the love song that I wrote him, which is actually, it's the second song that I wrote on the six song EP. It's the second song that I wrote and sent to him. And it's like really cute and lovely. And this is honestly my favorite song that I have ever written in my life. I know that doesn't mean much because I haven't written very many songs, but I am super excited that I have written six songs that I 
love and am proud of and like personally sit and listen to and enjoy myself I think that's really cool so really and truly to everyone that's like oh my gosh this relationship is so unhealthy like stop being friends with him blah 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 I'm just like I'm so grateful for the whole experience because if I get nothing else I got six really amazing socks and yes Instagram heard it first but here is hold me another night should apologize for being obsessed with you but it's kind of your fault so I don't think I'm going to when we met I had to impress you that part was easy but then I missed the Christmas party cause I had anxiety and you said you should have told me I'll pick you up next time and that's when I realized don't worry, I don't wanna get married I just want you to like me I know I won't be in your life much longer And I'd walk away right now if I were stronger But I think I like holding your hand too much To let go just yet and I can't forget The look in your eye when I was trying not to cry I just want you to hold me my favorite night with you was the first one You invited me and I had to say yes Because the last time I said no and then I regretted it I don't remember much of what was said Just that we were angry that we weren't And then you kissed me don't worry, I ain't trying to get married I just want you to adore me I know I won't be in your life much longer And I'd walk away right now if I were stronger But I think I like holding your hand too much To let go just yet And I can't forget the look in your eye When I was trying not to cry I just want you to hold me Another night If I'm honest, if I tell you everything that's in my heart I'm afraid those words will be the thing that makes us fall apart Cause we never had a chance, did we? Even as friends will never last till we Broken people with insane addictions Make it better, make it worse But it can't be consistent And then there's this Like you're saying I don't wanna get married But I don't think you believe me I guess I could be lying to myself And I actually think that we could make it But I won't admit even if that's the truth, I would never tell you Cause that would be the end Yeah, if I were you, I would run away too If I were you If I were you I'd be sick of me too The songwriting process is different every time, like 
whether you start with music or start with lyrics or whatever. For this song in particular, I started with lyrics and that might be true for the whole EP because honestly what I did was I have this note on my phone. Basically what I did is I had this note on my phone and anytime I wanted to say something to him, I would like put it in the note on my phone and I would just kind of sit on it and I'd be like, how badly do I need to say this? Like, do I need to fight with him? Do I need to explain this to him? Is it gonna help the friendship? Is it gonna hurt the friendship? And just to keep me from like second guessing, I would just like put it in the note on my phone and then walk away. And this note on my phone ended up being so ridiculously long that that's why we now have six songs because I just turned it, turned it all into song lyrics. Um, but so this one definitely started with lyrics, but I usually write my lyrics and my melody at the same time. So like while I'm writing the words down, they they come with a melody in my head. So then I will hum the melody in a voice note, send it to Cameron, because if Cameron says that a song is trash, then the song is trash and nobody will ever hear it. But Cameron is the only person that gets all the additions. So he'll get like the voice note of just me humming the melody while I'm explaining like what I want it to feel like. And then he'll get like the initial demo of me of me singing it just so I can remember what it's supposed to sound like before I like fully record it and stuff. And he'll get versions of like me trying to make Apple loops work or me trying to play guitar. And that's part of why this is one of my favorite songs I've ever written because I was actually able to figure out the guitar on it, which is usually something that I fail at doing. Like if I want to write an acoustic song, I will hear the guitar or the piano in my head and then I can never figure out, but then I can't ever figure out how to actually play it. And this song was super, super easy. Like I had the entire melody, like beginning to end in my head, saved it on a voice note. And then I just played pieces of it on the piano just to figure out what key it was in, got the key. And then I didn't even bother like going into GarageBand. I was like, oh, I know that these chords are in this key. Like, let me see if this works and just started like playing it on the guitar and it fit perfectly. And like everything was awesome. So that was exciting. And then once the song was done, I would send it to multiple friends to crowdsource feedback. So you guys have heard me say this before, but typically the only reason I'm ever asking anyone for feedback is because I'm trying to solidify how I feel about something. It's not ever because I actually want your advice. So it's usually like if I'm on the fence about something, I will call a friend and be like, what do you think I should do? And then based on how I react to their response, that's how I know what I want. So if they say like, I think you should go left, or I think you should go right. It's like, do I feel affirmed by that? Am I excited or am I feeling like, oh, but that's not what I want. Like I wanted you to say this. It's kind of like people say, if you are trying to make a decision, flip a coin because once the coin's in the air, you know what you want. It's more that kind of thing. So I knew that I loved the song and I really just wanted a few people to tell me that they love the song before I shared it with him. But what was hilarious is that people had wildly different interpretations of this song. One of my friends was like, oh, wow, this is a really bold way to ask him to be in a relationship. And I was like, what? 
And she literally thought that this, the song is asking him to be my boyfriend. And I was like, well, that's absolutely not what I, what are you talking about? And so I go back to Cameron and he's like, of course you're like, what are you talking about? Of course we know you're not doing that. So then I was like, okay, maybe it just had to do with like the girl that had this opinion, like does not know me super well. And that's another thing is like, I have to, I take everybody's advice with a grain of salt based on how how well they know me if they know him or not, and then how well they're, like how much information I have given them about the whole situation. But then I had another friend who was like, "Mm, I don't know, like I don't necessarily think that that's what you're saying, but I could see how somebody might think that. And then I was like, well, oh my gosh, what if he thinks that? (laughs) Because he can't think that, like that would be a huge problem. And I started like freaking out and was gonna like rewrite the whole thing, but he got it. But so anyways, if you were thinking that, let me explain to you what I'm saying in this song. Okay, so the lyrics in verse one starts out with, I feel like I should apologize for being obsessed with you. That's an insecurity because I know that I am a lot. I have a lot of energy, a lot of emotion. I'm very high maintenance emotionally. I regularly tell people, I think I told him it's like the first night that we hung out. I think I was like, I am a pixie. I am like, Tinkerbell. I require a lot of attention. And if I do not get attention, I will explode. (laughs) Like that's, and I'm not even being dramatic or exaggerating. That's just like, that is me. I constantly worry that I am too much for people and that people are gonna shut me out because they can't handle like how big my emotions are or like how excited I get about things or how sad I get about things so then I say but it's kind of your fault so I don't think I'm going to and that is because when I told him I require a lot of attention I am a pixie he said okay I can deal with that (laughs) like so obnoxiously like his kindness is irritating like he just reacts to things so well that it's shocking i because i think honestly this is why i go to therapy it shouldn't be shocking it is shocking because i'm so used to interacting with men who react badly (laughs) to everything that i say or do and like constantly have me on edge so the fact that he almost never has me on edge is like a very new experience but at the same time I am like you're being great stop being great now I'm obsessed with you you made me obsessed with you this is your fault the next line is when we met I had to impress you that part was easy I can't say how we met without revealing who he is so I guess I'll just say like the the context in which I met him made me feel like I had to be impressive and that was easy because I'm just naturally an impressive person but then I missed the Christmas party because I had anxiety and you said you should have told me I'll pick you up next time this is a really big deal so pre-covid when people were like out doing things all the time I frequently (laughs) would get invited somewhere and I would go and get really anxious about parking 
this is why I live out in the suburbs where the old people are and I'm never going to get married because nobody in my neighborhood is single but me. But I like parking lots. Parking lots make me feel safe. I do not like to go places where parking is going to be difficult. I would say that I cannot parallel park, but honestly, I don't know because I have not tried since my driver's test when I was 16. I think parallel parking is stupid. Like, I just don't understand why you would ever have somebody drive to an area where they have to drive around for 30 plus minutes to find a parking spot when you could just have them meet somewhere where there are parking lots. Like, I don't get it. But anyway, this is a huge issue that I had for a very long time where I wanted to make friends and I wanted to participate and I wanted to be part of the thing. And so I would go to whatever I was invited to and then I would drive around and I would have a panic attack in the car and I would just go home. And then I would make up some elaborate excuse of like, I got a flat tire, the car broke down, my sister called and need something, like, I don't know. But I was just constantly lying because I didn't want to tell anybody that I was anxious. And this particular party, I think I posted on Instagram after it that I had gotten there and driven around and couldn't figure out how or where to park. So I just left. And I don't remember if he responded on Instagram or if he just saw it there and then texted me or if we talked about it in person the next time we saw each other. Like, I don't know, but he was just like super sweet about it and was like, oh my gosh, like I wish you would have said something because I absolutely would have gotten you. And the next lyric is, and that's when I realized. And I feel like whenever you say, and that's when I realized dot, 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 what people fill in is that's when I realized I was in love with you. Um, That is not when I realized I was in love with him. Let me just be super clear about that. It was specifically hearing him say, like, didn't know, like, you were super anxious, like, didn't know this was an issue. Here's how I can help with that. Just that conversation that we had, that was the moment that I realized that he was a good person. And I think that I... (laughs) This is going to sound really bad. It's not that... When I met him, I thought he was a bad person. I kind of just like, I really didn't know him at all. Like he was an acquaintance and I never, he wasn't somebody that I expected that I would ever be friends with. So I think it was more like that was the moment that I realized that I liked him like as a person and that I may see him as a friend one day. Because I think the other thing is that Of all of the other people that were going to this party, he's the last one that I would have called and said, hey, I'm really nervous. Can I ride with you? So I think it was also kind of that where like if I if I had a list of people that I felt comfortable saying that to and that I felt like I could meet them at their place and we could ride together or they would come get me or whatever, like he just would he just was not even in my mind on my on the list of people that I would ask that to or that I would share that with. So that was also like the moment that I realized that he could be one of those people and would be one of those people. Moving on to the chorus, it starts with, don't worry, I don't want to get married. And really and truly that is there just because I've had a million conversations with so many people since I have decided that I am perfectly content being single about 
what that means and what it looks like. Cause I feel like a lot of people think if I say like, I'm fine being single, I'm not dating, I'm not on apps, I'm not looking for someone. People assume that I am anti-marriage and that I'm anti-relationship. But then if I am on dating apps and I am actively dating and looking for someone, then I have to be looking for a spouse. (laughs) And so I feel like most people subscribe to one of those two mindsets where for me, it's very like, I am not actively looking for anyone, but I am open to meeting them and I am open to having a husband in my future. I'm also very open to not having a husband in my future. I fall in love very easily. I'm falling in love all the time. (laughs) I'm always in love with somebody. And men are very like, if you tell them that you're in love with them, Which is ironic because I think I also wrote this lyric because I hadn't told him that I loved him. I think technically I still haven't told him. Huh. Dude, if you're listening to this, do not text me about this. I'll murder you. (laughs) I don't want to deal with it. Um, But dang it, I lost my train of thought. Okay, I was talking about... Oh, yes. Okay, so in my experience, when you tell a man that you love him, he immediately jumps to oh my gosh, she wants to marry me. She wants to be with me forever. And she's obsessed with me. Oh no, like panic mode. (laughs) And so I am, I'm trying to get more people on board with the idea of like, I can love you and that can just be it. (laughs) Like I can love you and not want anything from you. So clearly when you're writing a song, there's only so much space. So that's why I jumped to, don't worry, I don't want to get married. But I'm just like, I'm literally not asking you for anything. I'm just telling you how I feel. Okay, so the first chorus says, don't worry, I don't want to get married. I just want you to like me. I know I won't be in your life much longer, and I would walk away right now if I were stronger. That was in reference to (laughs) multiple conversations that we've had about how we don't want to date each other, and if we ever tried, it would be terrible and it wouldn't last. So there's no point in trying But because of the fact that we have feelings for each other, that makes being friends really awkward because he does things like forces me to watch him go on dates (laughs) and then I'm mad and then we have to have a whole fight about that. So it's kind of like this lyric was really more in reference to even as friends, we have an expiration date because at some point, like one of us is going to get in a relationship and then we cannot be best friends anymore because of the way that we feel about each other. Like it's not going to work for the person that's in a relationship that won't be appropriate. And since we both know this, it would make sense to just not even bother with whatever it is that we're doing, but we're still doing it. The chorus continues to say, but I think I like holding your hand too much to let go just yet. And I have a friend that thought this was in reference to helping him detox. So that was not, (laughs) it was literally like we went to a movie one time and he held my hand and I thought it was cute. (laughs) Like it, it's that literal. I literally like holding your hand. The end. It's not that deep. Okay, next lyric is, and I can't forget the look in your eye when I was trying not to cry. I just want you to hold me another night. That is in reference to a argument that we had 
where I feel like we were both on the verge of tears, but there was <laughs> there was a lot happening. It's like we were fighting about something, and I think that his perspective underneath the fight was he thought we were closer than we were. Like I did something that made him feel like we were not as close as he thought that we were, and he was like blindsided by that. And was having a really hard time understanding it. And then on my side, I was very confused why he was so upset about the thing that I did because we weren't super close. But at the same time, like because he was so mad at me, I was in panic mode and was like, oh my gosh, I'm losing him. Like I'm never, he's never going to speak to me again when we're like done having this fight. And that made me like super emotional and like really, really sad. And then I was like, why am I sad? (laughs) Why do I care if I lose him? Oh no, what's happening? And it was just very like, very, very near crying. And he just like, Cross the room and like help me and it was adorable we've had a lot of like movie moments like somebody should write this down verse two my favorite night with you was the first one you invited me and i had to say yes because the last time i said no and then i regretted it this one's pretty self-explanatory he asked me to hang out i said no and then i was so sad that i said no because i wanted to hang out with him so badly but i was like it's probably a terrible idea So then the next time he asked me, I was just like, yep, we're doing it and had the best time. So, so much fun. I don't remember much of what was said, just that we were angry and then we weren't and then you kissed me. So this is referencing the same fight that I mentioned earlier. That was the first time that he kissed me. It was great. It was magical, blah, 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 whatever. But I legitimately like don't have a strong (laughs) recollection of the evening. It's like the whole thing is just like a blur to me at this point. So I remember, like, I I, obviously I will never forget what we were fighting about, Um, but I don't remember, like, the the specifics of, like, when we stopped fighting, like, how that transition happened, couldn't tell you. The second chorus is the same as the first chorus, aside from I say, I just want you to adore me instead of I just want you to like me. And the only reason I did that is because in the original version, I said, I just want you to love me both times. (laughs) And I was like, that's a little much. (laughs) Let's not do that. Moving on to the bridge. If I'm honest, if I tell you everything that's in my heart, I'm afraid those words will be the thing that makes us fall apart. This is just classic don't tell a man how you feel because he won't reciprocate and it will be a tragic Bella level depression where you're going to be that scene in New Moon where she just sits in the chair and the seasons change, but Edward is gone and he's never returning and she can't eat or sleep or yeah, not that bad, but you, you get what I mean. Because we never had a chance, did we? Even as friends will never last, will we? That's just reiterating things that I already said before. Two broken people with insane addictions make it better, make it worse, but we can't be consistent. I'm addicted to emotionally safe people. I feel like there are things that both of us say and do that can like make the other one feel better. There are things we can say and do that make the other one feel worse. The consistency piece was in reference to my 
therapist talking about like (laughs) healthy and unhealthy relationships. And she's like, what makes a relationship healthy is stability. And then there's this, the grand finale that made a few people think that I was doing a 30-year-old promposal, I guess. The last chorus says, I keep saying I don't want to get married, but I don't think you believe me. That part is very literal. I'm saying, here's how I feel, and that's it. There's no ask attached to it. And at the time, I did not think that he believed me. Like, I feel like he was very like, there's definitely an ask attached to it. There has to be an ask attached to it. And then the next part says... I guess I could be lying to myself and I actually think that we could make it, but I won't admit. Even if that's the truth, I would never tell you because that would be the end. So this is all one thought. (laughs) A few people hear this as, I guess I could be lying to myself, period. And actually, I think that we could make it. That's not how it's written. It's written all as one thought. It really is me processing the fact that he reads me so well. You know, sometimes he'll just look at me and he'll like say something like he knows what I'm thinking or what I'm feeling or whatever. And I'll be like, what are you talking about? And then like five minutes will pass and I'll be like, shit, he's right. And he reads me so well so often that I start to expect him to be right. So when he's wrong, I second guess it. So in this situation, it's like, I'm telling you, I have these feelings for you, but I do not want to date you. I don't want to marry you. I'm not looking for a future with you. That is the God's honest truth. But since he doesn't believe me, there's the part of me that's like, but he knows me really well. He reads me so well. So if he's telling me that what I'm saying I feel is not true, then what if he's right? And so the rest of it is analyzing what I think is in his head. So I think that what I'm saying out loud is I don't want to get married. And what he thinks I'm really feeling is I totally think we can make it, but I just won't admit that to you. So that's why I'm lying. So like that whole second part is like all one cohesive thought that I think he was ha- he was thinking that I was having. It's a conundrum, I know. But that ends after the line that says, if that's the truth, I would never tell you because that would be the end. That's the end of the thought. And then very last line is a separate thought. Yeah, if I were you, I would run away too because... Like, yeah, if somebody is saying this to me and I think that they're lying and I think that they're actually having this like whole emotional experience that I don't want them to have that I'm not on board with, I would absolutely be out of there. And then the very last line is I'd be sick of me too. And that's actually in reference to the angry song that I wrote him. I just thought it would be a funny way to end it, but also sad. That concludes our breakdown of Hold Me Another Night. Let me know if you enjoyed it, if you want to do more of these. I have lots of songs we can go through. I will not go through the whole EP, so I'm just going to put that out there right now. Do not ask me. There, I will do some other songs from the EP if you guys want to hear them, but like, you cannot hear the whole thing. There was one song in particular that was like very specifically for me and him and like the rest of the world. Cannot have it. I'm not dealing with it. <laughs> just not dealing with it. 
But I do have, I mean, I can go through like the whole high school catalog. I've got like random, I've got so many story times from like all the millions of times that I have been in love and it's always ended in tragedy. So <laughs> like I've got stories for days. So if you guys enjoy it, if you want more of it, let me know, text me. If you don't have my number, then message me on Instagram or email realhonestpod at gmail.com. Hard convo of the week. It was, I just had last night with a friend um, and it's kind of just going back to the same, like the same conversation that I talked about weeks ago about like friendship and like, don't try to stop your friends from being in pain and whatever. And she's just like very not on board with me being friends with this guy. And I am just like, I do not care about your opinion. <laughs> like I, I don't. And at the end of the day, I just feel like I'm trying to think of a good example to give you guys. So like back to the friend that was like waiting for the man to like choose between her and the other girl. So he did choose my friend and I was talking to my friends about this and everybody's very alarmed and everyone's like you need to tell her that like she's making a mistake and this is a terrible decision like like you know and I'm just like you know guys think about it like if you if if your friend is happy or excited about something and you can't celebrate it with them and you're constantly shutting it down and if you're saying like I think that you're making a stupid decision I'm not going to speak to you as long as that person is in your life or whatever like all that's going to do is drive them into the arms of that person and what you're going to do is you're going to isolate them to where they don't feel like their friends are safe and they're going to retreat into the allegedly unsafe man that I don't even know is unsafe because I know nothing about him. I haven't even talked to him or seen him in a million years. So it is what it is. And she and I just like have very different opinions of like how to approach that. So I was telling her also like, you don't even know this friend. You are just a third party observer that I just happen to be sharing the story with. So like your opinion is irrelevant. And so then we got back to my life where her opinion should be more relevant because she's my friend. But at the same time, I'm just like, it's still irrelevant. Like, I'm going to make my decisions, you're going to make yours, and I'm going to celebrate your wins with you. And if you ask my advice on, like, should I do X, Y, Z, and I think you shouldn't, I'll tell you. But if you do it anyway, I'm going to be like, okay, it's your life. That's your decision. Like, I'm not here trying to make decisions for people, and I don't think that anybody else should be doing that either your entertainment recommendation this week is high school musical the musical the series on disney plus because i was so angry when they created this i was like do not mess with high school musical but it is so good it is so good it is so cute you can stream the whole series now these kids are so talented and the music is amazing i will say i do any like new versions they made of the original high school musical songs not really a fan but all of their like new original songs big fan and like half the kids on the show like actually write the songs that are in the show so that's also just like a cool nugget if you're an olivia rodrigo fan she's there for the first season and a half or something like that um but it's a really fun show it's so cute and like quick binge okay bye i'm not
not here to sugarcoat life's already a bumpy road Too much shelter causes pain, let's just be real honest Things are gonna knock you down, avoidance will not help you out